Podcast. This energy, this vibrational energy can stimulate the body. It can stimulate the body's own ability to heal, to detox, directly affect your gut. I mean, it, it improves physical and mental health, but it, it addresses that spiritual side. And that is, those are things that are, I think, really missing with people. And so when they hear that it's not just nutrition that we can do, we can address this energy. Um, it's like a whole new world opening up for people. It's just, it's so beautiful to witness. Welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast. This podcast is meant to encourage you to connect within so you can share your light with the world. And now, here's your host, Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Welcome, beautiful souls, to another episode of your Cosmic Love Antenna. I am your host, Harrison, here as always with another beautiful, powerful, inspiring, informative guest to share with you to have a deep dive chat today into all things gut health. I'm excited. We've done a couple episodes on with guests coming on. We've talked about the gut here and there, but today I really want this to make a sort of masterclass around the whole gut topic. And my beautiful friend, Jennifer Dadakin, is a specialist in many ways. She's a beautiful being that you'll hear today, but Jen is a holistic nutritionist. She's a Reiki master. She's a gut expert, and she's many, many things. She's also a very powerful, loving light in the world. And as is the theme here on the Cosmic Love Antenna, my goal is to not only share beautiful advice, beautiful insights, but to share the love of others with you. So with that, Jen, welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna. Thank you. That was by far the most amazing introduction I've ever had. I'll, uh, um, I'll follow you around and I can just have that as, a, as your intro for wherever you go. Or I can record it and just... <laughs> But anyway, thank you. Honored to be here, my friend. How is, how's your gut feeling right now as we get into this chat? I was just sharing with you that I'm about to have some food after this. So my gut's feeling excited. How's your gut feeling now we are in the world? <laughs> oh, mine's feeling pretty balanced. Yeah. So um, I had a late smoothie, so I'm good there. <laughs> a nice, a nice little a small, easily digestible meal to head into your nighttime, head into your sleep. All right, Jen, I want to get into this conversation because there's so many things I want to ask you, so many things I want to deep dive into for the people listening. Where I want to start is where I start with all guests that I bring on is a little bit about you. And specifically, I want to know about your, give me a brief synopsis background into why you got into this kind of work specifically with the gut itself. Tell me the origin story that made you the beautiful being that you are in front of me right now. Oh my gosh. Well, we'll briefly skip back to when I was a child and had, um, gosh, had chronic uh, digestive issues, chronic stomach aches, um, and I'm a child of the seventies. So back then we didn't know about things like dairy and gluten, you know, it wasn't, we didn't have the gluten fat. So all of these things were major disruptors for me, but I also experienced anxiety as a child. Um, one of the things that impacted that was, um, a disconnect in the relationship with one of my parents and, uh, that overbearing control. And then that, lack of self-love and self-worth. And so, you know, we carry that into our adolescence and our adulthood. And 
without understanding that it has such an impact on our gut. But for me as a child, I was chronically ill. And as I got older, I um, experienced things like Epstein-Barr and autoimmune. And it wasn't until probably my late 20s that I really started to do that deep search into what is happening to me and, and what is happening with me. And I really... And Jen, let me jump in here. So, and I, I'm just going to do this, Jen. I'm going to I'm going to jump in in between your beautiful expressions because how Love I usually it. how I usually do these chats is uh, you'll be saying there'll be something moving through you, and I'm here listening. Like, oh, I want to break that down just so that yes. people listening can understand a little bit more. The I think your story, and this is what I wanted to get at, and I'm happy you're going straight there with the autoimmune, the Epstein Barr, and the you know the the emotional elements of the gut and the, and the physiological stresses, you're not alone. I, I, your, your story, and I'm sure you've experienced this in the work that you've done, you know, that it's so, it's almost like a cliche now, right? There's, it's almost like a cliche of these patterns that are sort of threading through. I, I look at how, Jen, do you mind if I ask how old you are? I'm 51. Yeah. So my mom is around the same age and I look at what, you know, this similar sort of threat, the trends of, and we'll probably get into this, but not just the gluten, not just the dairy, but the 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 margarines, the vegetable oils that were so big, the the, the bastardization of healthy fats for the refined vegetable oils and the and the refined sugars. So I, I guess I want to ask a question here, Jen, just to interject into your beautiful story. In your work with the gut, do you see similarities in your story with the people that come to see you? 150%. What do you think are the main drivers for that? Other than the points that I just hit on for you, what do you think? Why is it so systemic? Well, interestingly enough, um, I'm not going to go to right to nutrition. I'm going to go to um, trauma and the emotions um, that we store in our organs at a cellular level. And this is the piece of the puzzle that so many are unaware of. Mm -hmm. I mean, I shared with a client today who broke down in tears and then I broke down in tears because he was like, nobody ever talked to me about this. Mm -hmm. And there's so much of this puzzle that we have to address and heal really for optimal wellness, which then in return, we can reverse illness, et cetera, or prevent a major health event, which I experienced a major health event because of that very reason of not addressing the energy, the trauma, um, and the emotional side of things. I'm the poster child for that. <laughs> you. You're, you're, you're tickling my fancy, Jen, and you, you know this because we're friends and we talk about these things in spaces we hold together, but if, yes. if, if you're listening as a, as a listener in the podcast world, I promise I'm not paying Jen here to say the things that, that uh, I love to talk about, but it's just because it's true. Right. And I think we will get into it. I do want to, I do want to speak a little bit about the food elements because I know that's a big part, but we will get to the energetics. Cause I know much like myself, you do a lot of Reiki and Reiki has such a powerful role for that emotional release around the gut center right so yes. i i want to plant the seed here as we take this chat forward with people just keep coming back to this trauma emotional element within the gut itself because it is a in my opinion much like jen's it is a fundamental root 
cause for it. But Jen, let's backtrack a little bit. So we, you, I interrupted you to, to pull that piece out and you were, you were telling me about your journey. I'm wondering for you and your healing, your personal healing, what was the final straw? What was the, so you had the, it sounds like you said autoimmune, you had the Epstein-Barr, you had these other elements going on. What was the final, I call it the pain teacher. What was the final straw that broke the camel's back that, that allowed you to really open yourself up to healing and then sort of step into this world as a practitioner? Well, I will tell you the first final straw and you'll understand why. Um, I would say about 12, 13 years ago, um, my son was battling addiction. And so, I mean, you can only imagine as a parent, the worry. Um, and I literally made myself sick over it. Like adrenals were depleted, autoimmune flare, anxiety, panic attacks, the whole gamut. And it was that rock bottom that we talk about. And it's in that vulnerable state that you hopefully surrender um, and surrender, meaning being open to the support, the help and the willingness to do whatever it takes to understand that you deserve to feel good, to live joy and to experience love, et cetera. And I, and I had never gotten there. And so this was exactly what you said but obviously a gift, right? And so that's where it all began for me. It was that, some call it that spiritual awakening and that's exactly what it was for me. And so it was that point that I really dove into getting the support that I needed for myself and understanding that I had no control over my son's journey. And that's really where major healing happened for me. And that was in my early forties. And that, and at that point, had you been training as a nutritionist? Like what was this, was it ramping up at this point or was, and, and then at this point you then decided to go deeper? Well, how did that look? Yeah. So at that point, um, or probably prior to that, um, is when I dove into the health coaching program at Institute yep. for Integrative Nutrition and I was weaning myself out of dentistry because I was a dental hygienist for many, many years. And, um, so that's where I dove deep, but it wasn't until I had breast cancer sometime after that, that I really understood the trauma side of things. Yes. So that's, I had really nailed down the nutritional side of things. Right. Yeah. But it was the breast cancer that really was the tipping point for addressing the trauma side of things. So that's, that's the. That was the big pain teacher. It sounds like the breast. That, that was the big pain teacher. So let me ask you: At the how old were we? How old were you when you were diagnosed with the breast cancer? Oh, the breast cancer was uh, five years ago. Okay. Yeah. So, and at that time with the breast cancer, was there also still some gut challenges going on? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And was that, what would you, what were you diagnosed? Was there a leaky gut? Was there, was there irritable bowel? Was there, was there SIBO? What was the, what was the gut specific challenge? Actually for me, it was leaky gut. It was, mm. um, 
you know, with some functional testing, addressing those imbalances in those, you know, that the keystone species, as we call yeah. it. Um, but yeah, it, it, and that was really an eye opener for me, even with, and that's, what's interesting, you know, and, and surprising to some people that even as practitioners with all this knowledge, <laughs> yeah. you know, we have these experiences and it's really a part of the journey, yeah. um, to dive deeper. So it, it is Jen. And so I, this is what I want to add to this. And this is why I was asking these questions. So I want to dive into the emotional stuff that you talked about with the breast cancer, because I think that can be very relevant to what we're talking about here. But I want to go back. I want people to realize, because we're talking about it now, I'm just going to go deep because I can't help myself. With the, <laughs> with, the, with the gut, if we're having a physiological challenge, so let's say it's the leaky gut, and we're also noticing at the same time, we're going through a sort of dark night of the soul, a spiritual awakening, as you put it, where we're starting to realize what do I really want to be doing right now? What, what do I need to understand? What do I need to heal? How do I want to show up in the world? That is not a coincidence. Energetically, what is the solar plexus, which is a big part of the gut? We could talk about the sacral and we'll probably get to that, but let's just stick with the solar plexus. The solar plexus connects to our personal power and what allows us to be the beautiful being that we are. So if we're having a physiological imbalance, in your case with leaky gut, then there is going to be a test of that. So when we move through the healing of it, of course, there's going to be a shaking up of what we identify as, as a being, right? Whether it be through our vocation, whether it be our relationship with healing, whether it be through who we think we are. So I want to, first of all, Jen, does that resonate with what I'm saying? Uh, beautifully spoken. Yeah. <laughs> beautifully said. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is where now I want to flow into the breast cancer element. The gut is the center of health in many ways, right? Yes. And we could talk about it from a physical perspective and we will, I want to still hit on those elements in this chat, but let's, let's, let's continue the trauma and the emotional side of things at this moment. And let's now connect. I'm wondering, I want to get your perspective on this, Jen, but if something is happening in the center of our being and for whatever reason, we don't address it. We, we don't listen to the communication. We don't see the symptoms. We continue with our lives. The center, the center moves outwards. The center moves, moves up and out energetically. And this is just one example. Energetically, we know that our chakra system, there is a flow of energy and information upwards. What is the energy center that comes after the solar plexus? Everyone can answer, but Jen, it's the heart. It's the heart, right? Absolutely. So I want to pass to you now, Jen. I'm wondering, one, if this resonates, but two, where do you think, as someone that does this kind of work as well, where do you think the, the heart, the breast cancer came in, especially connected to your gut healing journey? And we can, and we can take it energetically and emotionally, right? Just so to put that put that foundation in there. Okay. Well, I mean, energetically and emotionally, it would absolutely deal with that center, that power center. Um, but when we look at manifesting and I like to say manifesting, <laughs> but we look at manifesting, we manifesting, we manifest the good and the not so good. Mm -hmm. And when we manifest illness like that, like breast cancer or whatever, we are, we look at that element of, um, 
grief for me, grief. Um, obviously the personal power that we talked about, but for me personally, it, it really still came down to the, the self-worth element and really embracing my authentic self, really that deeper connection with my higher self. Um, because I think to a certain degree that was lacking. So I hope that makes sense. No, it, it, do, it, it makes perfect sense, Jen. And again, I, I promise listeners, we're going to come back to the physical stuff, but I, we're on, we're on this, we're on this train now. And I hope this is giving value. So what, what is also in the heart? The heart is also energetically the home of the soul, the whole, the home of our spirit. So when you say connected to your higher self, that is the progression from the solar plexus. I would actually count the solar plexus as the ego. That is where the ego is formed, the small identity of what we are. But then as it progresses up to the heart space, that heart is the seat of the soul, right? So now the ego identification and the higher self intuition, spiritual are meeting. And if there is friction here that we are unable to move through for whatever reason, you can see how a manifestation of that might come through the physical body. So let's tie this up, Jen. I'm interested. What happened with the breast cancer? You're obviously the beautiful person I'm looking at right now. How did you, how did you move through this? What, what was the lesson? What did you learn? Well, first of all, Louise Hay would be so proud of you right now. Um, so, you know, interestingly enough, when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, the moment that I found out, of course, it was slightly an out-of-body experience, but then there was this sense of everything's going to be okay. This is a message. This is a message. And what is the message? And so at that point, um, I chose to go through some conventional treatment. Then I chose to stop and then continue with holistic treatment because I knew it was gone. And I knew from this point on, it was about diving so much deeper, not into just nutrition, but into the energy work. And so that's what I did. Um, and that's when I was guided to my energy mentor, my energy coach, who's from India. And we really dove deep into the trauma work. Um, I've had some really um, profound um, experiences and guidance um, from, we'll just say the beyond, because you know mm -hmm. exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And it was, it, it was so beautiful. Um, and yet it was obviously scary to a certain degree and, and painful, but it was a beautiful experience. And I can honestly say that. And, you know, when you hear people say, yeah, that happened to me, but it happened for me and I yeah. wouldn't change a thing. Well, I wouldn't change a thing. And it really took me to a place of letting go of that residual resentment that I was still harboring towards a parent who I love dearly and, I, and we're close, yeah. but it's like all those little things that you hold on to for so long. And then you realize they're not harming anyone else, but yes. myself. And that's the message. And that's the message that um, I, I just am so passionate about relaying to people because um, including my conversation today, where the response was, I just never was told this. I never understood this. And it's like, okay, 
All right. Well, let's begin, you know, so um, let's do it. Let's roll. That's that's the message. And, you know, I look back and I'm like, wow. And I and I'm just so grateful. I'm just so grateful. It's beautiful, my friend. And I'm happy. Thank you for sharing that journey. I can hear I can feel the energy coming off this this uh, this teacher that you had this teacher, this lesson, this. And I agree. Everything is, we not only live in a universe where everything is happening for a reason, we live in a universe where everything is happening for us, including these pain teachers that come in to grace us with new expansion. Can I ask a question? And yeah. it's, 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 I have a hunch and I, and I, and I have a hunch it's connected to the gut stuff with the parents that you said, who, who was the parent and what was the thing you were holding on to? The parent is my mom. Yep. And holding on to the, well, like I said, the resentment toward the the anger by any chance. Oh, anger. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because there is still the dynamic on that side, even all these years. And so as a sensitive being, (laughs) a highly sensitive being, um, and the, the seed in the family that really is the one who has dove deep into these practices, unlike anyone else. Um, so it, it's, it, sometimes it's, it's wavy. (laughs) Well, Jen, so, uh, so let me jump in here. So what what I wanted to get at with that, and thank you for sharing the reason I was asking about the anger and the emotion and the parent is, so we, we jumped up to the heart. I want to go back down to the gut now, but, so the the grief and the resentment is in that heart space, but the anger, which often underlies a big part of it, is in that gut space. And I want to I want to come back now to the gut and I want to talk about the leaky gut, because that is something that you move through yourself, and I'm sure it's something that you help people with in this moment, right? Sure. One of the biggest, <laughs> one of the biggest components that that break down a leaky gut. So if you're listening to this, you want to learn how to improve and move through leaky gut. What we need to realize is one of the things that, that breaks down the tight junctions that, 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 that open in a leaky gut diagnosis that cause challenges. One of the biggest constituents and components that add to that is stress and not just food stress, which we'll probably get into a little bit, but energetic and emotional stress. And anger, if we are holding on to anger, remember anger is like any beautiful emotion. It serves to be expressed and channeled. If we hold on to it, either if we've been given to it from a parent or it's been triggered by a parent and we're holding it in, that is causing stress. That is causing emotional energetic stress, which is at the very least compounding the leaky gut challenge, if not the root cause of it. Thoughts, Jen? How does does this resonate at all? 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, because, um, and we'll, we will touch on it at some point again, I'm sure, but anger is one of those emotions that keeps us in that sympathetic. And it's that, you know, that anxious state that we always say the fight or flight, but yeah. it's that stress state. And that 
immediately affects our gut. It immediately shuts down digestion. Um, it immediately affects the production of those beautiful neurotransmitters that keep us, you know, feeling this state of peace and joy and whatever. So it, it and it does so much more, we know, yeah. but anger is, I agree with you 100%. It's a big one. It's a big, it's a big killer on it's that a gut very big one. So yeah. let's, let's go down this path, Jen. I want to now throw it to you to break down. So when someone comes to see you and they have this, this diagnosis, either from a practitioner or self-diagnosed leaky gut, which just to be very straight with people, I think most of us have a leaky gut just due to the industrial age, two, two big components in my opinion, the industrial age that we live in and all of the extra stresses that are constantly bombarding us from all different angles and sure. also the inability to be the emotional energetic beings that we are. So there's a lot of suppression of those things. So exacerbating this gut. I'm interested, Jen, what do you see as the big sort of gut lining, gut dysbiosis challenges that people come to you with? What are the killers that, that, are, that you'd most often see? Um, well, you know, we mentioned the stress, the emotion, the environmental toxins. Um, of course, we talk about gluten and conventional dairy, um, alcohol, medications. Medications are huge. Um, processed sugar, processed food. You know, every single one of those just impacts us in such a negative way. Um, and you know, like I said, and then people don't realize some of these elements, you know, they think it's just the food they're eating. So, but yeah, I would say those are primary, primarily the key, key factors. And what is, I understand when someone comes to see you, I'm just imagining it, right. That it's not, it's definitely not a quick fix with something like a, a leaky gut. There is a process and a protocol to it. And there's a stage and and a sort of uh, implementation of different stages like for example in the coaching that i do i i generally start with the emotional and spiritual stuff first and then i and then i once we get through that the cosmic love antenna which is the name of this podcast also the name of the coaching that i do the idea is to get the frequency flowing of the antenna system first that's the that's the emotions that's the spiritual connection and then support the antenna with the structure of it which is this which is the food the movement the recovery i'm wondering specifically with a leaky gut challenge how do you stage it jen how do you is it you know get to the root cause of the trauma with the inner child and then work on cutting out dairy or is it you know, making sure that we're avoiding refined sugars and then we get into the Reiki and start empowering the solar plexus. What is it? What's sort of brief expression of that? Yeah, sure, sure. So I would say more times than not, when I am connected with a potential client, it's really their awareness is mostly around the food. And so they think by altering the food, food, it's going to just, you know, boom, we're there. It's a, it's a very slow, gradual process. And what I do is I kind of implement, um, some nutritional changes and repair processes, but I also address, um, 
everything from lifestyle to, you know, as far as, um, well, we'll talk about the vagus nerve. Um, we implement, um, some, some practices that they can use daily or a few times a week when it comes to reducing that stress in their life, opening up more about those traumas and the inner child and all that, because that's not my specific area of focus, but it has to be talked about. So even if it's not something that I work directly with them on, we're going to recommend that they do that or pursue that. So, you know, it's at least bringing that awareness. So when we look at just strictly addressing the leaky gut from a nutritional standpoint, we're talking about repairing that gut lining. So for me, it's not about having somebody eliminate 20 things. Okay. Because then in that process, you're depriving your body of key nutrients that we need for the repair. So it really comes down to eliminating a few things, but really flooding the body with beautiful, nourishing, high vibrational things, along with some minor supplementation that can start repairing the gut lining, like a product called mega mucosa and L-glutamine and some of these things before we get into even addressing probiotics and yes. all these other things, because that's where the misconception is that People assume that, okay, if you put me on 20 supplements, I'm going to feel better, but you know, <laughs> let's not go there because yes. those are meant to assist, but not cure. And so, and if a client is open and available to do a stool test or some functional testing, then we can try to arrange for that as well, because sometimes it's easier in the beginning to have that stool test and really see what we're missing out on, check for, you know, bacterial overgrowth or specifics that we can immediately address. Yeah. Um, but if not, it's really just low and slow and loving and taking it one step at a time. You know, one of the things I implement with clients is a smoothie because and I know that sounds so cheesy, but it's an opportunity for having something that's easy on digestion, but we can incorporate these gut lining healing things. So it's like, yeah. and I, I have them come back and say, I love my smoothie. I look forward to it every day. So it's really about not using that four letter word diet, which I freaking yes. hate. And it's like, you know, it it's taken a lifetime to get to where we are. Let's talk about just taking a step back and breathing through this and not make it overwhelming. My client today said, I was so overwhelmed before talking to you and now I just feel hope. And it just like made me want to cry. Everyone, like and everyone can access that. That's not a yes, one person. Yes. So let me add a few things here, Jen. So Please, thank you for please. that break. Thank you for that breakdown. And it's a beautiful description. And the first thing I'll say is that that one step at a time mantra really needs to be honed in on. And this applies to all health beyond the gut. We can, we can feel so overwhelmed. We can feel so overwhelmed by all the things. And it's because we see health as a destination. We need to go back to what you talked about with your pain teacher and the, and the heart and the breast cancer. I actually believe that health is a mindset. And if we see 
that same mindset that you talked about, that everything is happening for me, not to me, you can actually be healthy in a state of disease. You can be healthy in a state of challenge. You can be healthy in a state of imbalance as long as you are taking one step at a time and you see the pain, you see the challenges, you see the difficulties as a way for you to get to your goals and dream. If, if you are doing that, you are healthy. Right. Yes. And it's not a, it's not a, it's not a unrealistic space that you'll get to. I'll be happy when I'll be healthy when it's a now in the moment present thing. The other thing, and I want to throw this at you, and this is a, this is what I do. And I want to validate it because you, you are the specialist here and you do this work. I, I tend to, when it comes to the gut, it's something that I address, but it's not something that I focus on. I'm, I, I, at this moment in my practitioner journey, I'm spending much more time in the sort of deeper spiritual woo-woo world, but it is an important element. I love so it. So what I do when someone, when I get to the gut stage, these are, these, are the, these are the steps that I take and I want to check them by you. I totally agree with the, when you were talking about, you know, there's no point adding in all the supplementation if the gut is still imbalanced. Right now, you're just you're just having expensive pee. Also, the supplementation becomes another symptom-based approach. It becomes you've replaced the pharmaceuticals with the beautiful, holistic, organic supplementation, but you're still focusing on the symptoms. You're not getting to the root cause, and that is what we do by healing the gut. So I, I remove these things, and this is what I want to check with you, Jen. When someone comes to see me. This is what you. This is where you need to start to get to the root healing of the gut. We want to remove all refined dairy, all refined, all refined oils, the the canola oils, the vegetables that we talked about, the refined sugar, the refined salts, and the refined grains. If we can remove all of those, then the gut finally has a chance to start healing. Then, on top of this, and now I want to pass back to you here. If at the same time that we're removing all of those. We now add in, if possible, organic produce, so our fruits and veggies, and based off the stage we're at, fermented foods. This now starts to become a one-two punch, right? We're healing the gut by removing the things that are causing the challenges and now adding in whole food forms that are complexes rather than isolates in a supplementation form that are hitting more of a holistic problem. Does that, how does that sound, Jen, to you? It sounds amazing. (laughs) And here's why. Because like you said, if our gut is in a dysbiotic state, as we call it, we're not going to absorb all of these supplements. So yes, we have expensive pee, like you said. I love that. And what we call crowding out. So we're going to crowd out these harmful things with all these beautiful things things. And the beautiful thing about plants, and of course, I don't lecture people on animal protein, but what I do is educate them on the beauty of plants because of that, those beautiful microbes that we need in plant diversity to rebuild that wellness military of bacteria in our guts. We have our own, you know, for the listeners, we have that microbiome, which is the environment that 
houses all the trillions of microbes. And when we have leaky gut and dysbiosis, we are lacking key species that we need to reduce that chronic inflammation and heal disease or prevent disease. So how do we acquire that? And it's through those beautiful plants that you talked about, fruits and veggies and, and nuts and seeds, and we can go into legumes, but it's all in baby steps like we talked about in, in, in that introduction, because so many people that we come in contact with are having the same things every day and they're not getting that diversity. So when we start to introduce that, we have to really be slow about it and just take our time and, and then start to see those beautiful, positive results. So yes, I totally agree with you and alcohol. (laughs) I'll throw in alcohol. Yeah. Alcohol. So yeah. Jen, I have a question and this is a, this one has just bubbled up and I want to use this opportunity because, because you do so much gut work. I'm interested. You talked about animal products and I won't go there too much today because it is a whole conversation in itself, but I do want to ask about one thing. I want to ask your opinion on fermented dairy products and let me let me put a disclaimer here and I, I want to say grass-fed organic fermented dairy products. What, what is your opinion from building a healthy gut, healthy gut microbiome in terms of gut health? Give it to me. So, you know, just reiterating what you said, um, if it's, if it is from a trusted source, like here in Tennessee, we can go to local organic farms that have the grass fed organic non-GMO and then fermentation, um, then it is, it can be beneficial. It may not be something that we implement in the beginning when we're cutting out the dairy and the gluten to um, give our body that break, um, give the body a chance to have some repair, but then it can certainly be something that we can implement um, at some point, you know, on a case by case basis. Yeah. But yeah, totally not opposed to that. Yeah, I love it. And I, I think that's a beautiful answer, Jen. And the reason I ask it is I've found in my journey and with clients that I've helped adding back in. Right. So remember what I said before about the things that I removed. I rem- I intentionally remove remove all dairy at the start. It's because most dairy is just, in my opinion, horrible toxic food for you. But sure. that's it's not most. It's not the all all of the dairy products. I, I for example, in my journey. I've incorporated, you said goats, you said goat dairy. I incorporate goat cheese in my diet. And I also incorporate organic, organic cow kefir. And I've noticed mm-hmm. from a gut perspective that has been really supportive for it. So yes. oh yeah, we, we won't go too deeply into this, but I just, I want to plant the seed for people out there that the diet conversation, which is, I'm so happy Jen said at the start that she doesn't use that word. Cause I agree it's nuanced and you need to listen to your beautifully bio-individualized unique system and some of these things can be incorporated as long as you're listening as long as you're looking out for the bad symptoms then you can take a step forward would you would you agree with that jen 100 yes yeah, i love it all right let's let's keep it flowing i just i wanted to ask because I, I did wanted to take advantage of it and i've been thinking about the dairy thing over the last couple of days I, let's let's switch back here now to Let's hit on one more physical topic, and then I want to come back to the the trauma and the energetics of gut health because I I can't not be in that space, especially with you, Jen. I want 
let's let's talk one more physical element of the gut. And okay. you hit on it briefly before. It's the the gut brain connection, right? And how our, a healthy gut is a healthy brain, and a healthy brain impacts the gut. So I'm wondering what comes up. What comes up, Jen, when I mention this gut-brain connection and why do you think it's so important? Oh, my gosh. Well, this is this is a powerful conversation in itself. And again, a topic that so many are unaware of as far as, you know, those that are, you know, guided to us for support. And so I'll just begin here and then move into the vagus nerve. But What's important to understand is that our beautiful microbiota, like I said earlier, is our own wellness military, right? And when we look at how having um, a low or that dysbiotic state and how it impacts um, what I mentioned earlier about the neurotransmitters, because you and I know this, but in educating others, a very high percentage of those neurotransmitters are produced in the gut. So when we are um, ingesting things like processed foods and all those disruptors that we talked about earlier, this decreases the production of those. And so then we are looking at things like um, higher levels of anxiety and depression. Um, We look at things like um, we look at things like Alzheimer's and, and, um, and sleep, you know, Jen and sleep, but we, I mean, it's just, it's just really getting the message out there that when we have that imbalance, it does affect, um, yeah. our, our mental state. It affects sleep, like you said. And, and of course the weight loss, which is another thing, Yeah. but when we talk in terms of the vagus nerve, which you and I know is that super highway that runs from the gut to the brain. And like you said, um, the brain affecting the gut and the gut affecting the brain through this um, nervous system, which also, by the way, directly um, influences our autonomic system, which regulates blood pressure and digestion and all of these things. So we have to have this conversation with clients and, and with everyone. And, you know, we talk about the parasympathetic that rest or digest state, that relaxed state. We talk about the sympathetic, that fight or flight, which um, then we get into, um, you know, talking about vagal tone and how that, that lower vagus nerve, that dorsal that goes directly into our gut. And so, you know, it's just understanding that this plays such a key role in gut health. And it's all connected. It's all connected and you can't have one without the other. So it's definitely something, it's definitely a conversation I have with every single client. And most of the time, to be quite honest, um, there's like this blank stare, like, I didn't know this. I didn't know this. So I get excited talking about this. And and Jen, that's, and that's why I wanted to ask you the question just for people listening. This is why if you're, and you mentioned it briefly, Jen, but I want to hit it, hit it home here. If you're studying, if you're, if you're studying yourself and you're noticing that you are a very anxious person or you have troubles with depression, I had a 
a, a powerful speaker on the podcast a, f- a few weeks ago, Dr. Phil, and we were talking about his work and his work with supplementation and helping people heal the gut, but specifically through the lens of helping autism and helping ADHD and helping these seemingly, as you would look on the outside, disconnected areas from the gut, but it's not disconnected. As Jen is beautifully saying, whether it's through the vagus nerve, whether it's through the neurotransmitter uh, creation, whether it's through hormonal balance, I really want people to take away from this piece that Jen is saying that the gut plays a big role in how you are mentally and emotionally showing up in the world. And if you're looking if you're looking to bring some balance back to your mental terrain, it would behoove you to speak to someone like Jen and start honing in on, okay, how can I bring some balance back to the gut? Jen, did I summarize that succinctly? Does that resonate with you? That was beautiful. And I just, and just to add to that, because I I know (laughs) you'll love this, but you know, we, when we look at the vagus nerve and we look at going back and forth, you know, between our sympathetic and parasympathetic, when we store these traumas over time in our organs, in our cells, in our energy, um, we don't give our body a chance to really be in that parasympathetic because even if we go back to it, it's always on guard. So we're never truly in that place. So, you know, I, we can talk, you've probably heard. Let's talk about now, Jen, let's, this is a perfect segue. So this is, you're speaking of the hypervigilant mode. You're speaking of you're, you're in that fight or flight response due to the, due to the traumatic repression. Let's 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 talk about this, Jen. Because at the start of the chat, we started to go here, but I, I I paused it. We went into the physical. So let's go back now into the trauma, into the past, into the into this repressed emotion, which is energy in motion. It needs to move. So just inherently, by holding on to that state, it, it puts you into that opposite end of the nervous system state. The constantly hypervigilant, looking out for trouble. So Jen, the question I'll throw you here: Where do we start? with this i know we talked about the solar plexus but that's not the only energy center in relation to the gut i often connect the sacral center when we start talking about the trauma element of the gut what what are your thoughts around this what comes up so what comes up for me is you know when relaying this beautiful message to people is you know they're already somewhat overwhelmed so when you said where do we start so we start here in the understanding and, and, and understanding why, and then we move into the conversation of what do we do to begin to address, you know, that vagal tone and that parasympathetic. And it, 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 I refer, you know, I've been really reading about the polyvagal theory and how, you know, we have to address what is called the social engagement. And that is connecting with ourselves and with the environment and other people. So we start with ourselves through that self biofeedback, like breath work and meditation and humming and singing. And there are certain exercises that you can do to, to really stimulate the vagus nerve, but also obviously to 
to reduce that stress. So that is really, really key. And so that's something that I really address with clients is, is implementing those practices. And a lot of them don't do that. So it's like so new to them. And so again, those baby steps, so that self um, inner self work. And then of course, you know, talking about the inner child work and yes. the trauma, but then we move into connecting with our environment. So getting out in nature, grounding with mother Gaia and really receiving those healing electrons and that energy, which is just, I mean, there's so many studies, Harrison, as you know, that it can reduce inflammation in the body. It can reduce high blood pressure and And I mean, it's just so profound. And then let me speak to that, Jen, let me speak to that, that nature element. What the, so what you were just talking about then, it was bringing some balance to that nervous system state. And you also hit on like the inner child element and with the, with the trauma coming up, there needs to be with, whether it's with the inner child, whether it's with the breath work that you mentioned, the polyvagal, a big theme here that connects all of these together is a feeling of safety, security, and support. So we feel like we can let go of the things that we're holding on to. And this, that theme itself could could connect to the actual gut in terms of you eliminating, right? So if you're, if you're having gut challenges, there's probably also a high chance that you're having elimination challenges too. But I want to bring this back to the idea of that there is both physical elements and emotional and energetic elements that deserve to be, to be let go of and moved through. And what nature now does, not only does nature help from a physiological perspective of giving us that grounded state where we can connect into, to connect to the pheromones, connect to the sights and the sounds and all of that, all those beautiful elements. What, what the earth is doing at an energetic level is that it's providing that external support, safety, and security so we can do the work that is needed to let go. Yes. Does that resonate? Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Beautifully. And then the third thing I would just mention is that human connection, yes. um, healthy human connection. So, you know, for so many of us, we have just been gifted the platform of clubhouse and connected with beautiful souls from all over the world, which has been, I, I've just heard from so many people about how healing it's been for them. So, so yeah, it's that, it's that um, earth, earthly connection. It's that human connection, you know, it's, and tribe. it's, it's, it's that tribe and it's just so, so powerful and, and so healing, even in, like you said, you can feel health and happiness and joy, even in the midst of struggle. Um, and that's by implementing those, those things. Yeah. It's beautiful. I, yeah. as you're listening to this in the podcast world, and and maybe you're you you have these gut challenges. These are the these are the creative ways you can start branching out into doing more than just the supplementation, doing more than just cutting out the dairy, doing more than you know focusing on being mindful of refined sugar. These this is a, this is an and conversation, not an all conversation. This isn't a you know, don't worry about the food today and just go, go stand in nature. No, this is a, while you are being mindful of what you're consuming, go connect to a tribe, right? Go connect to mother earth, go start moving through that beautiful inner child dynamic and moving through these, these traumatic experiences in your past. I want to, Jen, on this note here, I want to ask you, 
because I want to bring in the Reiki here and the energy healing with the whole gut, the gut conversation we've been talking about and, and we've, we've shifted now into this energetic and emotional piece of it. Where do you think receiving energy healing from an external practitioner, whether it be through Reiki, whether it be, there are many other modalities out there, whether I, you know, I, for example, do Reiki and I also do guided chakra cleansing meditations. Where do you think that this fits in to the gut healing journey in your perspective? Oh my gosh. I think that it's equally as essential because we know that, you know, this energy, this vibrational energy um, can stimulate the body. It can stimulate the body's own ability to heal, to detox, um, and, and directly affect your gut. I mean, it, it improves physical and mental health, but it, it addresses that spiritual side. And that is, those are things that are, I think, really missing with people. And, but, but I think that they, they're craving that. I think they're craving that. And so when they hear that it's not just nutrition that we can do, we can address this energy, um, it's like a whole new world opening up for people. It's just, it's so beautiful to witness, but again, um, yeah. And, and other modalities as well, but it's really that, that supporting them in discovering their own abilities to within to heal themselves. Yeah. And I think that so many have not gone there yet. And so when they can witness your story and you, you're having discovered that and that they can do that as well. And so I think energy work really facilitates that. And, you know, I always tell people I'm not a healer. I am the conduit, you know, it's just being that channel from source to you so that you can um, become aware and have awareness of that within yourself. And I think that is as powerful, if not more than addressing gluten and dairy. You know what I'm yes. saying? Oh yeah. It's, it's taking things into outer space, Jen. It, yeah. So it's, it, it reminds me of the, you know, the famous Rumi quote that I'm, I'm sure you've heard is at the end of the day, we're all walking each other home. Yeah. Right? And that, oh. and and that walking each other home is what you just explained is that mm. at the best, the best coach, the best practitioner, the best therapist, the best doctor that you have on your team is the one that's waiting to be heard inside of you. And sometimes what we need is a bit of external help in another when they act as a mirror. So we can see that coach, see that healer that's been waiting inside of us the whole time. And energy work is just, you know, one of the modalities that helps that dynamic. I, I give a, quick little example here. Maybe you can relate to this, Jen. I, in the Reiki that I do for people, we talked about how anger can hold itself in that gut region. And if we're holding onto that energetic stress, it's causing the, the tight junctions of the, of the leaky gut to be exacerbated. And one thing that Reiki can do, if, if you're listening to this and you're maybe new to Reiki, Re, what Reiki can do is can create the space for us to let go. Right. So when you tune into the Reiki loving Reiki energy and that, and the practitioner is honing it in on that solar plexus energy center, that might be that, that might be all that is waiting to be needed to allow that anger that you've been holding onto for how long, who knows how long to finally release and move through you. 
And yes. it wouldn't surprise me if the next day you working with your integrative nutritionist, they said, well, your gut suddenly just jumped up a couple of notches. I don't think it's a coincidence. Do you, do you agree with that, Jen? 100%. Yeah. Because yeah. 99% of people that I am, am guided to or guided to each other that we support is holding all of that right there in that solar plexus. And they just have never been supported and guided into releasing that. And so just, yeah, beautifully spoken. Yeah. It's all the, all the things, Jen, I love you very much. And I I have one more question for you, but before I get to that, I, you do, as, as we've been hearing as the, as the podcast listeners have been tuning in, they can feel that you do so much beautiful work in this world, whether it be through the nutrition, whether it be through the energy work. So I want to give you the opportunity now. What what are you doing in the world that you want to share with all the beautiful listeners tuning in so they can maybe connect to you for a bit of support, a bit of guidance, and maybe to ask you to help them walk themselves home? Yeah, so... I'm just honored to be here and support anyone who's ready and open to that support in not just healing their gut, but really understanding the capacity of their own ability to heal. But again, like we talked about making them aware of all of the elements that um, are essential. And so it's again, gut health predominantly, but gut energy, but whole body energy, whole body energy and whole body healing. So it's really, um, it's really the whole gamut. And that's, that's what I'm here to support others in on their journey. And just, you know, it's just that instant connection where we just share our story. And when, and if that creates that resonance, then, then we go from there, you know? So, so I'm here, I'm around <laughs> Beautiful. and I'm ready to support. Beautiful, Jen. And what I'll do, uh, uh, telling this to you and, and telling this to people listening, if you do want to connect with Jen, what I'm going to do is put all of her resources, her, her website, her beautiful Instagram that if you haven't checked out, she does some hilarious reels on Instagram where she expresses her love with the world. I would definitely go check it out. I'll put it in the show notes for all of you listeners to tune in. Jen, I have one more question for you as we finish up this show. And this is a question I ask every single person. The intention of the cosmic love antenna is a reconnection with the powerful cosmic love that is inside of us. So we can then express that cosmic love with everything outside of us. So I'm wondering how do you define that love word? personally? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Nice, easy one. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like love is the fabric of our being. You know, it's that all knowing that everything is okay and that undeniable trust in source. And I think what makes a practitioner so successful for lack of better words is that we come from place we come from love. We come from a place of love because we have experienced triumph over our own challenges and traumas. And so, yeah, ah, let me just breathe through that. <laughs> I know. I think that's beautiful. I think that was so succinct and that beingness of love. This is why I, I, I wanted to end with this question with guests, Jen, is there's only so many amount of times that I can explain this, but when I get to hear it from 
other beautiful people like you. It really cements at least my own understanding. And I hope it's doing the same for other people. So could not have said it better myself, my beautiful friend. I love you very much, Jen. Thank you for, thank you for spending time with me today. Thank you for sharing your guidance and your wisdom, beautiful souls out there in the podcast world. I hope you gained some extra insight today. If you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate some reviews and some feedback. You can go down onto Apple reviews, leave your, what you gained from this, what you thought of Jen, what you thought of me and my, in my aspects and my, and my education here today. But remember, you are loved unconditionally and I'm wishing you a wonderful evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you're in the world. And we'll catch you next time on the Cosmic Love Antenna. Bye everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow Harrison on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse at Harrison Ma. That's Harrison, M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.